podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Welcome to the 10-12, the podcast that covers all 10 teams in the Big 12 Conference. I am your host, Philip Slavin, here back on a Thursday because we are making picks. And my two favorite pickers, not American. No, they're American pickers. You guys are American pickers. Not like the American Pickers show, which I gotta be honest, that show is awesome. Now, I don't believe half the stuff they find is actually like really there. Like I think sometimes they kind of plant it like when they do the Storage War show, which is so fake, which made me so sad when I realized it. I'm already off on a tangent. what happens when you get me rolling at 9.45 on a Wednesday night. Uh, Daniel Alexander of Grinders with Blinders, our pro, is back as always, as is Chris Ross, the LGGOG himself. Uh, guys, how are we doing tonight? Doing well. Uh, you know, this is a betting podcast, so I'll let listeners know uh, we're recording this Wednesday night. Maction has just returned. Anybody following me on the app, yes. you were sweating that under 59 that we just had in central Michigan, Ohio. And man, we held on to that thing. It was unbelievable. We had three points to give with like 12 minutes left and we slid under, closed at 57. There it wow. is. Wow, Man, skin of your yeah, teeth. I, Which is a saying I've never understood, but yeah. <laughs> Do you, you don't have skin, I don't, whatever. <clears throat> it's weird. Uh, okay, so to recap last week, because we have a full schedule again it's our last one for a few weeks next few weeks we got like three games two games and then back to it we got five full games today so let's recap what happened last week chris our big winner of the week he went chalk across the board with favorites and went five and one hit on iowa state minus 28 and a half hit on west virginia minus three and a half hit on tcu minus two and a half hit on oklahoma minus 14 and a half and hit on coastal carolina minus two and a half only miss was on oklahoma state minus three and a half uh, I went four and two, hit on the over 52 in Iowa State, Kansas, hit on the over 68 and a half in Oklahoma, Texas Tech, hit on Texas plus three and a half, and hit on Arkansas plus 12 and a half over Texas AM, missed on Kansas State plus three and a half. I thought West Virginia would win, but I certainly didn't see that blowout coming. Uh, and also missed on the under 48 in TCU Baylor in the weirdest outcome of the weekend by far for me in the Big 12. Uh, Daniel with a two and four week. Nice rebound oh. from the 0 and 6. Hit on uh, Iowa State minus 28 and a half and hit on minus 14 and a half for Oklahoma. Uh, missed on the under 46 in West Virginia, Kansas State. Missed on the under 48 in TCU Baylor. Missed on OSU minus three and a half and missed on the Arkansas under 55, which was close until Arkansas pulled can, it back. Can we, that that oh, Arkansas Texas AM game, we're talking about two teams that can't finish drives and there were seven drives in a row that finished with a touchdown. It was like, what are you guys doing? It's like, of course you wait until the week I love it to just come out and finish every drive you have. Of course. They did they did you dirty, <laughs> man. They really did. It was not it was not nice. Uh, so with all that said, why don't we go ahead and just get underway? Of course, we do these in chronological order, so we go through the day uh, from morning until evening of the 12, and we will make our non-Big 12 picks at the end as we do every week. Let's start with... Look, I love the Oklahoma State-Kansas State game as an Oklahoma State fan and because it's two teams that are still very much in contention for the Big 12 title game. But I think the interesting game is this early game against Texas and West Virginia. 
uh, both teams with two conference losses, but you know, both still technically vying for the Big 12, uh, a berth in the Big 12 championship game uh, at the moment. Now, hold on, I wrote these numbers down uh, earlier. Okay, good. Uh, Texas currently a six and a half point favorite. I had that they opened as an 11 point favorite. Uh, Over under opened at 60 and a half and is now down to 55, pretty much across the board. Uh, Chris, you are our big winner of last week, so congratulations. You get to go first. What would you like here, sir? Well, it's actually, it's fitting we're starting this game because if it wasn't for Spencer Sanders giving Texas something like 21 points, I would have been undefeated last week. So (laughs) other than that, so that's going to lead me right into this pick, actually, because I like uh, West Virginia here. You said it's uh, six and a half. I haven't seen the line since about this morning, but I think that's what I had it at. Uh, But I I like it. Uh, And I'm going to take... Uh, the Mountaineers. Texas is two, three, and one against the spread. And one of those wins was last week in a game they had no business covering because West Virginia just isn't going to give up that field position that you asked Oklahoma, the Oklahoma State defense to defend against like 10 yards, 15 yards, or whatever to try to keep Texas from scoring. That's not going to happen against West Virginia. West Virginia's defense is. Uh, is pretty stout and I think the Longhorns are just going to have a much harder time getting points and I think that's the difference I I think that this line's a little too heavy on Texas upsetting Oklahoma State and if you really look in that game Oklahoma State did everything to win except for they turned the ball over in critical parts of the field which led to points and uh, I I just don't believe in the Longhorns right now so I'm going to take West Virginia all right. Yep. Uh, be plus six and a half. Uh, Daniel, what are you feeling here, man? Texas, right? Everyone was talking about it all week. They, you know, they performed poorly. They shouldn't have won the game last week at Oklahoma State. West Virginia, man, they just they just beat the crap out of Kansas State. They covered that spread and did it with ease. I mean, it was it was barely a game. And then this week we get these two teams matched up. One looked amazing. Uh, the other one, everyone's talking about how they didn't even uh, deserve to win the game. This line stinks. Man, a full touchdown Texas has to cover by. Uh, we're looking at 62, 63% of betters right now are coming in on West Virginia. That number just is ticked off the seven down to the six and a half. Probably a lot of sharp guys grabbed the touchdown. And something sort of looks too good to be true. I'm going to go the opposite way. This line is pretty much actually right with my numbers and I have no historicals. So I'm just going to kind of, you know, you know, try to go against my gut here. Right. You know, you, West Virginia, you think, Oh yeah, they're going to cover this spread. No problem. They're the better team right now. They're playing better. They have the momentum to me. That just spells Texas cover. Let's go Longhorns. All right. Get you, um, minus six seven, yeah, that's ten. it's pretty consensus that's across the board there. That's what I'm seeing. Yeah. Yeah, that is what I see. Okay. I think the over had a one option other. Um, so you guys have, have gone with different picks here. Um I'm not taking the over under this game. I don't I don't I don't feel good about it. Uh either way, to be perfectly honest. Um I think the under is probably gonna hit that under fifty five, under fifty five five and a half. But uh, I'm not going to go with that here. Uh, you guys both raised very good points. And I keep trying to look for like reasons to lean one way or the other in this game. 
And look, I agree. I don't want to overreact to either team's wins last weekend. Um, correct. Oklahoma State made mistake after mistake after mistake to not to keep Texas in the game, and Sam Ellinger was able to do um, enough at the end to get Texas the win. West Virginia went up against a Kansas State team that, look, it was a nice start to the season for him. Will Howard is a downgrade at at quarterback uh, from Skylar Thompson. And if you shut down Deuce Vaughn, you pretty much shut down Kansas State's offense for the rest of the year. That's what it feels like to me. And and maybe they'll change that. Maybe that'll that'll be different. But West Virginia's got a good defense and shut Kansas State down. I don't want to oh again, I don't want to read too much into either either one here. So I started looking at some some historical stuff here. How was West Virginia done on the road? Well, they haven't won a road game this season. They'd all right on the road last year. Uh, let's look at this this series. Uh, Texas has won the last two in Morgantown. West Virginia has won the last two in Austin. So for four straight years, the road team has won. And four years is kind of like a, okay, it's not enough data for me to want to be like, that matters. Also, I mean, let's be honest here, new coach. You know, Some of that was during the Charlie Strong and Dana Holgerson era. Some of that was during Tom Herman and Dana Holgerson. I just... I have to go with what I feel like is the right pick based off these two teams right now. And honestly, I like West Virginia. I really do. And I think that six and a half is a little bit high. At 11, I'm all over West Virginia. That that line opening at 11, I, I would probably take West Virginia. But at six and a half, I get it. I do. I I don't buy Texas all that much either. And I think West Virginia is pretty solid, but I'm going to go with Texas to cover the six and a half here. I just don't, I, I like West Virginia and I think they might finish as the like sixth, the, the top of the bottom half of the conference this season. And that's not a shot at West Virginia. I mean, I think they're better than probably TCU. They've already beaten Baylor. They're going to be better than Kansas. I know they lost to Texas tech. It's a weird game. Um, but on the road, they haven't won a road game yet. They lost on the road to Texas Tech. I think their defense is solid. This probably will be a closer game than a seven-point final score, but I'll take Texas to win by a touchdown here. Uh, so Daniel and I are going to agree on this one. All right, so let's move on down. Uh, we've got uh, the first of three afternoon games, which is just it's too much. I can't, I can't do that. You can't do this to me, guys. Like, Give me a big 12 after dark. I can't watch three games at the same time. I, I don't Even with multiple screens, I've got two kids, okay? Uh, let's start with the first one. Get this one out of the way. Kansas and Oklahoma, The uh, definitely not the game I'm going to have to reserve time for to watch. Uh, Oklahoma is, uh, is currently a... Oh, I lost it. Oh, there it is. Oklahoma is currently a 38-point favorite. Uh, there is some other options of 37 uh, at Circa if you need that. No, we don't take the DraftKings line, so I don't want to hear about the 37 and a half. Uh, over-under open at 64 and a half. Uh, that's down to 63 or 63 and a half, depending upon where you shop. Um, I'll tell you what, I'm going to take this one first uh, because I think everyone should know by now what I'm going to take here. Uh, it's a principle that you should carry all through the season until it doesn't work. And thus far, it has not not worked. Um, I'm taking the over because the over has either hit or pushed every single week for Kansas. Uh, and with 63, which is where I'll take it because that's the best one I can get for an over. Um, with an Oklahoma team whose offense seems to have figured things out, I know it was against Texas Tech, but I don't care. 
Oklahoma's rounding into form. They got a lot of they got those suspended players back. Spencer Rattler's getting better. The offensive line is healthy and getting better. I think Oklahoma can do most of the work here. Kansas has proven every week, even against good defenses, they should be able to put up a couple touchdowns. I'm going to go ahead and take the over 63. It's a lot of points. I understand that, but I, I've got a I've got a principle to stand by here, people. I am a man of principle. Kansas overs win, so I'm going to stick with it. I'm taking the over. Uh, Chris, what would you like here, bud? Yeah, I'm. I mean, you raised good points, but here's what I'm going to challenge you with. You just said Oklahoma's going to do all the heavy lifting in this over, right? 63 points. So instead of taking, oh, you just go to score basically 63 points, Kansas might throw in a touchdown. Why not take them at 37? And that's what I'm going to do. Kansas hasn't covered a spread all year. Oh, you're surprisingly doing a better this season than they did last season. They're four and two against the spread. Uh, the Sooners, they're, they're getting it rolling. Um, they do this almost every year. They did this under Bob Stoops. They come out, they struggle. The struggle busted up just enough for us to start questioning where they're at and then things start clicking and they roll on to another Big 12 title. I don't know if they're getting to the title with two losses. We'll see, but they will smash Kansas. So although I am not very happy about you saying this isn't the game to watch, that's basically jinxing everything because Kansas will somehow make it interesting. But right now, until Kansas proves otherwise, uh, I'll take Oklahoma and instead of you know, asking them to score 63 or 50 some odd points. I'll just take them at the 37. Daniel, what are you feeling here, man? Philip, I'm coming with you and I hate it. And it, and it feels dirty. I hate taking overs. Um, <laughs> I really do. Me too. Kansas, Kansas is, uh, I mean, they're, they're literally uh, like top three or four in the whole country, giving up explosive plays. I feel like Oklahoma is, is, coming into form in the sense of past few weeks, it, it's almost has this feeling of like their foot's on that gas to let people know, Hey, we're still the top dog here in the big 12. Uh, they've heard me pumping up Oklahoma state a lot and they're trying to let me know, no way, buddy. So th- there's sort of this combination here where uh, I think Oklahoma's going to keep their foot on the gas this whole game. Uh, I think Kansas they lost Puka a few weeks ago, but, but they were scrappy uh, against Iowa State. You know, I, just in the sense of, like, they were still pushing and trying to score that whole game. Uh, that game kept pushing. It, it just went over because both teams were just – they kept their foot on the gas. And that, in combination with the explosive plays that Kansas has given up, I feel like this game is going to sail over. One of those where if you take the under, you're just – you know, you're done by the middle of the third quarter. So fun fact for you for all that for explosive plays, big plays, or as I I do it, plays over thirty yards. And this does not include last weekend's games because I don't have that. I just have every game up until last weekend. Uh, Kansas does give up a lot of plays over thirty yards. They have tw- they had given up twelve total um, up until last weekend. It does not lead the country because it doesn't even lead the Big Twelve. Um, they were tied with Oklahoma and Iowa State. Uh, TCU had 17 before last weekend, if you just want a fun little fact about poor TCU's defense giving up big plays. They, I just want to ask real quick with you guys, because uh, back to my point a second ago, why would you take the over in this game when we all think OU is going to win handedly? That's basically saying you don't think OU is going to – well, I mean, what's the easier side? OU is going to cover the 37 or get to the 63, which would basically, if you don't think OU is going to get to the – 37 then kansas needs to get 27 to cover the over like i i I think i think kansas covering this spread is in play 
That's what I think. Okay. Yeah. While hitting the over. By like fourth fourth quarter, like OU's put in all the backups. And like I don't think this is a, an over that hits like eighty. I think this is an over that just hits. Uh, I think Oklahoma does a lot of puts up a lot of points, but I could also see Kansas somehow because Oklahoma just it's it's such a blowout that Kansas puts up a couple touchdowns and makes it a thirty-seven point game or a thirty-five point game as opposed to a thirty-eight point. Like a five touchdown win for Oklahoma is still a mm-hmm. massive win. Thirty-eight points is a lot of points. It's five touchdowns and a field goal. I think Oklahoma can win by five touchdowns. And this gotcha. okay, I I just for for me it's like. But again, I stick yeah. with my principal play of Kansas overs win. So until they don't, I'm gonna. I I've been riding that ship for a while. Every time I have ticked anything other than the can the over in a Kansas game, I think I've missed it. I'm uh, no, I had Kansas State minus nineteen and a half. But I mean, Kansas overs just hit every week. Why would I not stick with that? Like if it, if it works. Don't don't change what ain't broken. I think Kansas scores over twenty. Okay. If if I did, if I had to take another if I had to take you know another play on this, I, I think Kansas covers the game. Yeah. I, you know, fifty two twenty four something like that. I just man guys, I don't have to actually pay attention to this game. <laughs> we all doing. Come on, We've got two other games to pay attention. I don't need to be watching no Kansas Oklahoma. All right, let's move on to another game. Uh, TCU facing Texas Tech two thirty. In Fort Worth, uh, this line, uh, TCU opened as a 10-point favorite. This line down to 9 that you can also find at 9.5 and 8.5, and all TCU. Uh, over-under was open at 65.5. That's down to 61 pretty much across the board. You can get this at 62 at William Hill uh, if that's a play you're interested in. Uh, let's see. Daniel, uh, I think you're, you're, it's your turn to go first here. What are you feeling? I'm glad you let me go first because – I'm going to have a take that if people want to just destroy me on Twitter, make fun of me, that's totally okay. I'll accept it. Look, my numbers and my historicals weird me out even on this game, but I'm going to go with them. Texas Tech and TCU on paper spread-wise to me are actually almost even. I have this spread closer to like two and a half or three. And I know that, right, like – Anytime, if, if I'm that wrong from Las Vegas, it's like there's probably something wrong happening on my end. I know that. I'm not, you know, my numbers aren't the end all, but I swear these teams are closer than nine and a half. That combined with Texas Tech is coming off being absolutely blown out. I mean, it's awful. Since 2006, visiting teams that are coming in, that are coming off losses of 24 or more, hit against the spread 55% of the time. We're on a huge sample size, 1,400 games, and that's it. No other metrics. Bad team, good team, doesn't matter the spread. If they lost the game by 24 more points, and now they're the visitors, they're covering the spread 55% of the time. That small little wrinkle combined with how off my numbers are and the fact that those tens were grabbed right away tells me, I think this is going to be a closer game I'm going to be on a little bit of set alert. I think Texas Tech is live. I mean, they looked awful. Who the heck wants to bet Texas Tech? I do. History is on their side. My numbers are on their side. Give me if plus nine and a half is available. Let me take it. Uh, yes, I can get you plus nine and a half from William Hill, in fact. Okay. Well, so to give you a little more information here for this game, 
four of the last five years has been decided by three points or fewer. There was a 27-3 blowout in TCU's favor back in 2017. Uh, you got to go back to 2014 for a bigger blowout. It was an 82-27 win. But this has historically been a close game. 2013, 10-point game. 2012, three-point game. This is, and of course, before that, TCU wasn't in the conference. This is historically a close game. I agree. I think TCU looked real good smoking Baylor. You know, I think Baylor's got real problems. I think I think Baylor has real problems, and part of it's COVID, part of it's new coach, part of it's your your quarterback doesn't. Charlie Brewer does not look good. Charlie Brewer does not look like Charlie Brewer. Um, I I think the defense just couldn't couldn't hang on in that one. Uh, I think TCU also played a great game against that they let Baylor close back in on against its other best rival. So it's two best games this season have come against Texas and TCU. It's two biggest rivals. It's played okay to subpar in most of the rest of its games. And I understand the close game against Iowa State, but let's also remember that they swapped quarterbacks at halftime, so you have to take that with a grain of salt. I Daniel, I don't want us to agree too often um, this week, and, and we're about to be... Uh, oh my, are we going to be three for three? We're about to be three for three because I agree with you. I I think TCU wins this. I'm not putting TCU on upset alert here. But I do because I do think there is enough of it's two teams from Texas that probably don't like each other very much. Um, but I agree. I, I think Texas Tech keeps this game closer. Uh my my fear is this is a game that actually gets won by ten points. Like that's my big fear. This this feels like it could go that way, but I, I kind of lean toward a a, a a matchup that more often than not ends in a three to two point win. I'm just, I, I agree. Nine feels too much. I can get it at nine and a half. Um, that, that, that means a touchdown, a couple field goals, a field goal. I feel pretty good there. Cause I don't see this as a blowout. I don't. Um, I think Texas tech is going to play up and down this season. I think TCU is going to play up and down this season. I think they've had very different games and they both kind of come back to the means this week. And, and I think you get a TCU win, but a close one. So for the, Daniel, you you and I are either gonna have be really happy uh, on Saturday, or or both gonna have to just let's, like let's sweep the board. Let's share board. a box of tissues as we cry our sad tears. Uh, Chris, what do you want here, bud? Yeah, I'm either going to take a commanding lead, or my reign at the top will be very short lived. Um, yeah, Daniel said, you know, who wants to bet Texas Tech, and not me. Uh, I mean, this is neither team has really done what they hope to do this season. But you're in a situation where one team just got a rivalry win, a little bit of a confidence boost, things are starting to click, and the other team got destroyed, exposed at home, and now they're on the road. And uh, no offense to your your stats, Daniel, that's just not a situation I want to bet on. And uh, the tax, they're just struggling, and, and I think TCU and Max Duggan, they're going to see what OU did to, to Texas Tech last week and, and kind of emulate that some. And uh, th- this could get ugly. I mean, I, I don't – not not to last week, uh, not compared to last week, but, but I think TCU wins by a couple scores here. But I want that eight and a half. I want the half point. Oh, no, I'll get you the eight and a half. That's fine. My only counterpoint to you would be this. Rivalry games for TCU. They play well in them. 
we all thought that TCU had turned a corner in that Texas win, and then you saw what they did the next week, mm-hmm. and that was against Will Howard led Kansas State. So I, I get it. I don't love betting Texas Tech. Like I almost that almost feels like it needs to be a principle, but I just I don't trust TCU. I don't. I they, they this is not the TCU that was always good. So I, I you you could be on the right side. I don't know. I just. Here we are. It, it was a tough. It's not a game I feel particularly great about, but uh, yeah, yeah. You know what is a really good decision? Buying a bag of Lazy Fair coffee to enjoy this weekend. Okay, ethically sourced beans from around the world, roasted right in the heart of Big Twelve country in DFW. They've got something for everyone. So, for for instance, let's say you like something that uh, that's sweet, chocolatey. Caramelly, 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 caramelly. I don't know how to pronounce that word that way. I know how to play the caramel, but caramelly. Like, I don't know. That sounds weird. Uh, as as I've basically been told, it's basically you who disguises coffee. This is the number one seller is the Honduran Sunrise. If that sounds good, just ignore my inability to say the word caramel. E. Okay, I'm sorry. Uh, Honduran Sunrise. Nice sweet coffee. Number one seller. Yoohoo disguises coffee. I, I don't remember the last time I had a glass. Do you guys, are you guys, Yoohoo people? Are you big Yoohoo people? I know people like love Yoohoo. Daniel, are you a big Yoohoo guy? Can't say I am. I mean, okay, Chris. In grade school, maybe. Time machine. Yeah, put me in that time machine and get me a bottle. Okay. Let's go. So, if that's the kind of coffee that sounds good to you, a bag of Honduran Sunrise is right up your alley. Maybe, though, you're someone who likes a bright and fruity coffee, a lighter flavor. Uh, as as I have had it described to me, it's tea on steroids. Okay, which is just a a great description of things. I'm loving some of these descriptions that I've been getting. These are fantastic. Uh, if that's something you like, if you like a little bit of fruity, a little bit of light of coffee, then the Cafe New Guinea is right for you. Point is, there's something for everyone, including the people on your holiday shopping list. So go to lazyfaircoffee.com. L-A-Z-Y-F-A-I-R Coffee. Get yourself a bag, get yourself two bags, how many bags you need, how many people you got on your shopping list. Maybe they like the uh, the espresso body scrub or the coffee dry rub. Throw them in your cart. You get to check out. Use the promo code 1012, T-E-N-1-2, get 10% off your order. This is not good. I, I, we've talked about this all week. I know this probably will have been like, ah, it's fine. I'll get to it. Ah, it's fine. This isn't going to last forever. This is going to run out at a certain point. So if you're doing some holiday shopping or you just like coffee and want to have a really nice bag of beans, lazyfaircoffee.com, promo code 1012, 10% off your order free shipping if you live in the dfw area and i know there's a lot of big 12 fans and i know we've got people who listen to the show in the dfw area i would suggest you get yourself a bag and enjoy a really good cup of coffee this weekend all right so this is a game that's gonna be in the middle of the day which means my daughters are gonna be up which means i'm gonna have to hide my booze in a cup of coffee so they're not like why is daddy drinking i'm just kidding my daughter can't put together full sentences yet uh oklahoma state Facing Kansas State, two teams still sitting near the top of the conference standings, but coming in a little bruised and battered. Oklahoma State currently a 12.5-point favorite on the road in Manhattan. This line opened as OSU as an 11-point favorite. Over-under open at 52.5. It's dropped all the way down to 46 or 46.5 if that's something you want, uh, but MGM has it there. Chris, I think it's your turn to go first again. If it's not, I don't care. I'm, you're going to get to go first again. So uh, what do you feel here, bud? Yeah, this might be the game, knock on wood, that uh, 
you know, I feel the best about uh, going into it. Oklahoma State, 6-1 and one against the spread their last seven games. However, I mean, to their credit, Kent State, 4-1 and one against the spread in the last five. Something has to give. Um, but what I like about this is Oklahoma State's spot. They know they should have won that game last week. They know that was their game to win, and they kind of left it out there. And now they have to go prove themselves to get back to where they were and, uh, and they need this win to kind of take that uh, lead again, to have that, you know, to be the favorite to kind of win the conference. Now you got Texas, Oklahoma knocking on the door. Um, that was a game they had no business losing and yet they did. And I think that um, to some degree, Gundy, you know, like fans are becoming more and more frustrated with Gundy and I right or wrong or whatever is what it is. Um, with teams continually not living up to expectations, and now you have this frustrating loss, um, they need to bounce back. I think they are. I, I, I think they know last week was kind of on them. I think Spencer Sanders has a much better game uh, than he did against Texas, and I like Oklahoma State to win this by a couple of scores. So I'll just say this. I am with you. Um, I don't buy into Will Howard yet. Uh-oh. I think he's a, a, an upright, a guy that can – start to get there for Kansas State, but I think we've seen enough of him to say he's not ready yet. Uh, this Kansas State offensive line is not very good. I think they're going to have a really, mm-hmm. really tough day on Saturday, a long day. And West Virginia, I think Oklahoma State's defense is better than West Virginia. I know there's some stats that put West Virginia's ahead of Oklahoma State, so that's fine. Um, I think Oklahoma State has a better defense than West Virginia, even if that means that they don't have Carvey, Colby Hover appeal or, or Trey Sterling is banged up. I still feel good about this Oklahoma State defense here. Um, to say, okay, we're going to shut down Deuce Vaughn. you got to beat us with Will Howard. Like, you're going to beat us. Beat us with your your tight ends and wide receivers. We're not going to let you beat us with Deuce Vaughn. Um, I think Kansas State defense is, is good, but I agree. I think Oklahoma State's going to have a bounce back game here, and I think it's going to be – I think Cowboy fans are finally going to have a comfortable game, and they're like, oh, look, kind of like last year. It was a – score-wise, the game between Oklahoma State and Kansas State was fairly close. But watching that game, it was never a close game. It wasn't. Um, could the score be close in this one? Could Oklahoma State, could you have a dominant 10 point win? Yes. Do I think Oklahoma State's going to cover this by 12 and a half? I do. But man, that over, that, 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 uh, that 46 there is really tantalizing because here's how I look at it. Do I think Oklahoma, how many points do I think Oklahoma State's going to put up in this game? I would say at least 31. So if they had to score 31 and Kansas State has to score, 14, 17. This feels like a 31, 17 kind of game. I thought it might be 28, 20. And the more I've thought, more and more and more I've thought about, it, even at 28, 20, it's still a 48 point game. At 31, 17, still, I still get what I need. Um, it's a close one, but I'm going to take the over 46 here. Daniel, what are you feeling? This is the game that I like the least as far as joining you guys and having to pick a side. Anybody who followed me on the app, you saw me get down about as much as I could at that 51 total right when it opened. I hit that under immediately. That number is just, it it was too high. Uh, We've got on paper two really good defenses and we have one sort of underperforming offense uh, meeting up this Saturday. So it'd be really hard for me to go suggest taking an under 46 when a line has moved five points from where I bet it. So that sort of left me in this place of, I also hate line. I mean, I think Oklahoma state's going to win, 
Everyone just saw Kansas State get their butt kicked. Oklahoma State, you know, it's their performance is what sort of lost them that game. Uh, I mean, not not sort of. I mean, they lost because of, uh, you know, just big mistakes that, that really dismantled that team. There was that PI call at the end of the game that I thought was phantom, but we're not going to get into all that. It's over, right? They, got, they took the loss against Texas, so it's over. This 12 and a half just seems too high with this total. With that said, I love Oklahoma State. I think their defense is great. I think this team is just as good as they were going into last week, even though they have that loss. I would love to see them run the table from here, win the Big 12, and still be in consideration for that fourth playoff spot. Something just stinks about it, though, having to cover that spread. I'm going to take K-State just because it's so ugly this week at home. Give me that 12 and a half. All right. Hey, look, we all have something different. This is so... I won't be surprised so nice. at all, this though, if, if Saturday morning more money comes in on OK State and that number 12 and a half is such a weird spot to be sitting at. They're, they're going to give it that 13, that 13 and a half. They'll take yeah. it right up to the 14, I think. It's Last week, if you remember, I talked about it with Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, if, if this spread jumps out to 15, 15 and a half by game day, they're blowing this number out. This is sort of the same situation here with Oklahoma State. This thing gets out to 14. And they're going to give betters Kansas State at 14 at home. Oklahoma State's covering that number. God, I hate the side. I hate the side I took. K State, 12 and a half. Give it to me. I would say, it, it, until the podcast is done, you are welcome to go back and change a line if you feel so necessary. So the whole thing stinks to me. I love under 51. It's long gone. I don't want to touch the total. Stinks to high heaven. Yeah, the whole thing. <laughs> Um, and I can get you 46 and a half if you want that under. That's, no, no, I just, yeah. it, 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 it feels dirty for me to personally take 51 stinks, cheer it on it's dirty. And, well, no. And then the game lands on 49. <laughs> I'm happy. I won my bet. And I told everyone to go take under 46 and they all lose, you know, it's just, I get you. I get you. Yeah. Can't do that. What we have here for our last game is what I'm officially calling the battle of the home field apparel. Baylor and Iowa State, the two Big 12 teams, both with awesome vintage apparel available on homefieldapparel.com. We have talked about this site all football season. Um, I've had people mention to me who listen to the show that they found out about them because of us. And I am, there's a weird like tear that comes to my eye. And I feel very proud for making sure that people know what this site is. Guys, you can pick up college sports apparel at any bookstore for university online there's all sorts of etsy stores there's all sorts of people who are doing their own unique thing nobody puts the research in and the passion in to creating vintage vintage logos vintage designs reaching back into history to pull out some really really awesome stuff for more than 90 different schools, including the two Big 12s, the schools they have, like we mentioned, Baylor and Iowa State. I have my Iowa State marching side shirt. It's pretty freaking awesome. Uh, they have added one more big new Saturday this weekend, so if you're a fan of Michigan, uh, that's what you get. You're going to end on Alabama and Michigan. Like, I don't want either of those, but that's pretty That's pretty badass. Um, also, they got joggers. Are you a fan of joggers? I hear they're super comfortable. I won't wear joggers. I won't do it. I can't do the, I can't do the like, 
tapered tight at your ankle thing ah, no can't do it don't like it uh but i hear they're super comfortable their hoodies are super comfortable their sweaters are super comfortable their t-shirts are super comfortable super comfortable on an awesome vintage things if you have not gone to home field apparel yet if you have not bought anything from home field apparel yet now is the time to go and do so promo code 1012 all cap ten one two gets 20 percent off of your order all orders of $50 or more include free shipping. It's perfect. Maybe you got a college football or a college sports fan in your life who's a fan of Memphis or Florida State or Buffalo or Colorado School of Mines or Radford or SMU. Maybe you got family and they you just you just know your father-in-law, I do, uh, would love those shirts. I have a slippery rock t-shirt. It's a rock in a fur pimp coat. My father-in-law loves the shirt. I'm going to have to buy him one. They'll get a kick out of it. So go to homefieldapparel.com. Your first order. Get 20% off with 1012. T-E-N-1-2. Free shipping over 50. And uh, and Iowa State Baylor fans, you can be rocking some awesome vintage stuff this weekend while you cheer on your team as they face off this Saturday in a big, big game for both schools. Uh, Iowa State currently opened at 14. It's pretty much hung at 14. Uh, over under open at 55 and a half. That has dropped to 47 and a half. That's quite a drop. Um, not too surprising. That's quite a drop. I think it's my turn to go first. Daniel, you talked about the OSU Kansas State game was the one you liked picking the least. Uh, this is the one I like picking the least. Um, that said, I think Baylor's bad right now. I, I think Baylor is in a lot of trouble. I think Charlie Brewer doesn't look like Charlie Brewer. I feel like one of the monsters have come and stolen his talent, or he's just so beat up that he literally can't do much. Um, you've had an internal tor- turmoil with the, with the running backs who were going to leave, but then stayed, and then they had to change their numbers because of whatever group of leadership council forced them to do so, which is super weird to me, but whatever. Uh, you got a team, a defense that just looked bad against a TCU offense, which has not been awesome this season. Um, they put up some points in the back half, make that glam against TCU last week look closer than it is. I just don't like, I just don't think Baylor's good this year. I don't think they're going to be good. They might win another game. They might not. Uh, and I definitely don't think that they're going to win one over Iowa State this Saturday. The line of 14 seems a little bit high, but man, and, and it, lines always get high after teams beat Kansas, which is just the dumbest thing in the world to me because you can never take into account what happens. What happens against Kansas doesn't matter. As the rule on the show is, how much data can you pull from a game against Kansas? Zero. Z- bit, nil. Nada. Nothing. That said, I think Iowa State is starting to play a little bit better. think they are starting to play a little better. That final score against Kansas doesn't really show that Kansas was in that game longer than they should have been, but I do think Iowa State's playing a little bit better. I think they're playing a lot better than Baylor is. I hate this line, but I hate the over-under even more. So I'm going to take Iowa State to cover the 14-point spread because that's the best I can get. And it's a two-touchdown, which makes me feel good because this could be a two-touchdown game, and then I get to have the push, and then I'll have a nice little extra dash uh, at the end of my score, which is fine because it's not a loss. I'm going to take Iowa State to cover the 14 and not feel good about it, but that's what I'm going to go with because it's what I feel the best about. Uh, Chris, what are you feeling here, bud? All right. I went with an over-under once this season. It didn't work out. I need a sound effect. I need a sound effect 
for when it, Chris goes with overrunners. <laughs> we need a special sound. I don't know what that's good. I have to. I'm going. I, I don't like this something. line at fourteen. I I don't like it at all. Um, but and and I I'm stinky? not big on overrunners. I did it once. It didn't work out. I took an L. But uh, the under has hit six of Baylor's last nine games. The under has hit four of Iowa State's last five games. So I'm going to take Iowa State minus 14. Brock Purdy is just – he listen, he might not – he took a step down kind of to start the season, but he's playing a lot better than Charlie Brewer. Uh, Brees Hall, uh, what can he say? I don't like the line at 14, but for all the reasons, Philip, you just said, uh, if I have to pick a side, I'm going Iowa State – and I'll lay the 14 points. I'm not touching it over and under. I don't even know why you thought I was going to. Because you started talking about it. I got so excited. I was just, I was so, oh, don't tease me like that, bro. Don't tease me like that. It's not cool. I was so thought, I was so excited it was going to happen again. I literally was going to find a way to create a sound effect. Just for that. never, never again. Oh, I shouldn't say never, but never again. <laughs> I did weed that I learned my lesson. I'll never do it again. Okay. Uh, Daniel, uh, what would you like here, bud? Uh, when this total was really available at most books, it was around 52, 51 and a half. Uh, again, people followed on the plays. You saw we got pretty invested at that 51 and a half on the under. It's going to be another windy Saturday over at Jack Tice. And this line has dropped four points since where I took it. So again, I, I can't pull the dirty move of telling everybody to take the under 47 and a half when I'm sitting there with real money on a 51 and a half. So listen, guys, I'm going to have a heart to heart. Okay. I need help. I want to take Baylor. They're like a, they're like a, a girl who broke my heart. and I can't shake her. Gosh, I've been on this team all year and I've just been burning money. Well, well hold on. They hold are on. so okay. bad. Why do you like Baylor's new head coach? Uh, and whole new staff, offensive coordinator has done a good job. Great quarterback who hasn't looked anything like himself anymore. Uh, players trying to leave. Like I don't under, like I don't I don't get it. Like I thought they would be okay, but I mean, what evidence makes you like Baylor at this point? They keep finding themselves in great situational spots in betting terms, and like I know this sounds crazy. And look, this is this is where. You know, this is a tale as old as, t- as time, right? <laughs> like metric-wise, they're not as bad as they look. The eye test, everyone can watch them. These guys stink. These guys are awful. They've had a lot of bad luck. Uh, they've had long, long fields where they're not able to convert when they need to. Uh, but there's just a lot of things on paper where it's like, this team is not as bad as what we think we are seeing every Saturday. So when I have that combined with sure? very profitable situational spots, um, I'm going to bet them. And Baylor finds themselves in another great situational spot. And actually there's so much uh, of all teams <laughs> this weekend, they have more historicals than any other team that I've got. Low total road dogs, visiting conference dogs, the low total. Uh, they're plus 14 on a 47 and a half is a spread differential range that is highly profitable to bet. Uh, uh, 
let's see, what else do we got? Oh, when, when you have uh, big double digit dogs and you have dramatic drops in total take it in down into the forties and the dogs stay healthy, double digit dogs, very profitable spot to take. Uh, I, mean, I could go on and on reading these off to you. It's like, they have so many historical situational spots that are profitable. I have this line a little shorter than 14. Man, I mean, look, you guys can next week tell me how stupid I am when Baylor, uh, they go down by 27 points and then they scrap back and they lose the game by 17 because they finally click a little bit in the fourth quarter and they still don't cover. You can say, dude, stop it. So You're, you're just burning money in the furnace. I, I want to ask you a question because you mentioned the historical switch. I'm actually, I'm big on that too. But to a point where you lose me is when you have a coaching staff change. Because I feel like those trends just kind of go out the window at that point. Um, How do you account for that? Um, I mean, that's a great question. Some some people hate historical trends. Some people say they're completely garbage. Um, You know, maybe uh, I'm lucky. Maybe it's just, uh, you know, I have been profitable betting uh, historical trends that I've built. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, some people... Strictly want to go by the model that creates the line and they say situational spots aren't real. Uh, you know, capping motivation isn't real, those sorts of things. So because it, I, it really comes down to for, for a lot of betters, it comes down to, you know, what you value, what information do you value to help you make a decision come Saturday? Okay. Because like my, my view on that would be that, systems match up well against each other sometimes where you can have a lesser opponent uh go to the nfl like uh miami and new england miami for whatever reason could always play bill belichick in new england close but now you know it's it's a little bit different but so like when you have coaching changes and system changes then it's harder to kind of for me put that faith in the historical so i didn't know if you do account for that some way or you just kind of write it out well, I mean, like in the historic, when I say historicals, um, you know, I'm not talking specifically Baylor. Sure. Um, it, it, it's a blanket statement of teams in this situation, you know, and I try to find situations um, that have unfolded hundreds of times, if not, you know, over a thousand times, you know, you know, we'll go back to the, uh, when I was talking earlier, teams that are blown out by 24 or more points. That's literally it. It's just, uh, a historical spot of any team that's now uh, that's a visitor on Saturday and the previous game, they were blown out by 24 points. They're 55% against the spread and that's over 1500 games. So, you know, it's not, uh, you know, I'm not capping coaches schemes, mm-hmm. not even capping spreads, totals, anything, you know, and I'm just giving one example, sure. right. I'm trying to just give a simple example. No, and that, that makes sense. You yeah. know, this, yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, I, I've built hundreds of those and, you know, they populate for me uh, a weekend. And this particular weekend happens to be Baylor, of course, has just, you know, over a dozen of these systems just lighting up and going off of here are all of these historical situation spots that Baylor is in. And then it's, again, it's my job as a better to determine, is this noise? Is this BS, or is there something here? Do I think Baylor is in a profitable spot to back them this weekend? Uh, And it's less about 
Baylor the team because of the amount of situational spots I have. And it's more about uh, where the total is, uh, you know, in relation to the spread, historically conference dogs in those spots. And then what I do is I go to my own numbers. You know, uh, my numbers aren't quite 14. I show a little bit of value on Baylor at 14. I have them closer to like an 11 and a half or 12 for this week. I think maybe we're seeing an inflated line a little bit, like you said, because they're coming off their game with Kansas. And so you put all of that together and it sort of becomes this recipe for putting money on Baylor. And that's why I asked you guys for help because what the hell am I doing <laughs> putting money on Baylor week after week? <laughs> so sure. I always love to see what we got the insight to how those systems work. And so that's awesome. Oh, sure. I mean, gosh, I, you know, I never want to bog this thing down, but I could just, <laughs> you know, I could go on for 20 minutes about this stuff. And that's why we have you on here. Okay. Uh, so that wraps up our big 12 picks since, since you're taking Baylor plus 14. Uh, we, uh, we end the show as we to do with a, a non big 12 pick. I'm very torn here and I'm still going back and forth on which one of these two that I'm looking at. I want to go with. So Chris, why don't you take this one first? Oof. So typically I feel pretty good about my non big 12 pick. I, I don't know what my record is. Do you keep those, uh, stats? Uh, but this week, not so much to be honest with you. I mean, you have coastal Carolina, which I'm following, but they're, you know, 18 points is what I last saw it at. Uh, and Southern Al South Alabama, they're pretty good against the spread in their own right. So uh, that one's a tough pick. I like SMU at, at Temple, but SMU on 17 and a half. Um, that line was actually really weird. Uh, did that really open at 10 for SMU, then jump all the way up to 17 and a half? I think that's what it showed on. On Vegas Insider? Uh, no, I, I think it was actually about thir uh, 13, 12 and a half. It might have been 10 uh, at the absolute open, but uh, Temple's quarterback, I think people thought he was going to play. Gotcha. And then it was pretty quickly announced that yeah. he was okay, out. Okay, gotcha. That makes a lot of sense. So, so that line jumping that much kind of threw me off. And then uh, Arkansas State, uh, Louisiana, Lafayette, uh, Arkansas State's four and three against the spread. They're playing an opponent with a losing record against the spread that's it's tough and then i really like marshall but 45 is a huge number um those are the games i i i'm just gonna ride with coastal carolina again uh they've done well for me so far so i'll ride with them i don't feel strong about either one of the four but i have to pick one so that's the that's the one i'm gonna go with if it makes you feel better at coastal carolina i've got i've got that line out around i think it should be closer to 23 yeah. 23 and a half something like that is 18 the best i can get it at Philip? do you see that? i can pull it up. yep all right you're four and four overall in your non-big 12s including four and one in your last five yeah you're two and two or two and oh in co picking coastal carolina so far so you might as well ride that hot hand as long as you can yeah. that's fine daniel what are you feeling here um i i took games this week and i told everyone i you know it's a jerk move to request a line that's moved again i, I took cincy right at the open uh i actually bought it to 10 flat at minus 117 but this cincinnati team is very good uh they they're performing at a high level defensively they're really giving teams a lot of problems uh and i think this particular line this week against houston should be bigger uh, Houston has a lot of problems uh, in regards to teams that have stout defenses. A, a lot of Houston's sort of on-paper metrics that help them look good 
this season have come against Tulane and Navy, right? I mean, Houston aren't world beaters. Uh, I think their other win this season too is against Prairie View. So it's like, man, this, this Houston team is, they could only muster 21 points against Central Florida last week. And now they go on the road and they've got to go to one of the most efficient teams in the country right now in Cincinnati, who just is playing lights out defense. And of course you saw it. I mean, 10 was gobbled up immediately. 11 was gone the night it opened. 12, 13 and a half. This is going to be another situation where I think uh, Cincinnati is going to catch some steam on Saturday. And this line's going to go off, you know, on, on the other side of 14. I think this is going to be a 14 and a half or 15 line come Saturday. So anybody listening, I think Cincinnati's a great bet at 13 and a half. I hate doing that to you, knowing that I got the 10, but I, I would personally bet this up to like a 16 even. So give me that, uh, give me those Bearcats, Cincinnati, 13 and a half. All right. Uh, here's a fun fact for you. Did you know that, that Arkansas is 5-0 and against the spread this season? Oh, I believe it. Uh, they are currently, yeah. the best line I can get is at stations at 2.5. Uh, Arkansas plus 2.5 against Tennessee. I looked very hard at the, at the A&M South Carolina line. Uh, A&M minus 7.5. I don't think South Carolina is very good. But our A&M has been a little bit all over the map as far as the spread goes. Arkansas, however, is five and zero against the spread. I don't think Tennessee's all that great. I think they had a nice win streak that bled into this season against subpar op- uh, opponents. Arkansas coming off of an idle week, time to get healthy. I think they're a better coach team. I think Tennessee has more talent, but I I don't think it's like an insane amount of more talent. Like based off twenty four seven like rankings, Arkansas has the twenty fifth most talented team in the country. I think the Arkansas against the spread continues. I think they go to 6-0 and against the spread. I'm going to take Arkansas plus two and a half because I can get it station, so I'm going to take it. Um, and and just ride, ride that train, man. Ride that hog. Ride it all the way to another win because good grief. It, it, I mean – yeah, at some point, they, Vegas has just got to make Arkansas a favorite. Like, at some point, you just go, you know, we're just going to say Arkansas minus anything, minus a point, just to see what happens. Because it's crazy. And it, it started, as I see Tennessee opens as a three-point favorite, this has come down to two, one and a half in them spots, two and a half stations. I'm uh, Five and oh, it's ridiculous. It's five and oh, five and oh against the spread. I'm done. Done. Arkansas. Woo pig. Woo pig. Yes, sir. All right, so that wraps us up here. Uh, everybody with our, our nice... I'm not going to recap every one of these. There's way too many things to go over. If you haven't, if you want to track notes, just go back and listen again. Anyways, um, this has been fun. You guys are awesome, as always. Love doing this. Uh, next week will be a light week. We only have uh, three, two games next week, I believe, and they're fine. Uh, so thank you, for everybody, for listening today. Thanks, for everybody, for checking out our picks. Uh, make sure if we do a terrible job and let us know. I know some of you will, and I love you for it. It, it just... It warms my heart to know that you guys are listening. Uh, if you like the show, do us a favor. Tell a friend. Uh, retweet it. Share it. Uh, get the word out about the show. Leave us a rating and a review. Five stars if you don't mind. Don't forget to, uh, don't forget to give us a follow on Twitter at 1012podcast. T-E-N, the number 12, the word podcast. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram as well at 1012pod. No live this week. Wednesday was a... 
It was a busy day. Okay. It just, it just was. Uh, but we'll be back with one again next week. Uh, don't forget Homefield Apparel. Don't forget Lazy Fair Coffee. Uh, don't forget our good friends here. That would be Chris Ross, uh, the LGG OG himself, uh, who is at Chris Ross Sports. Sports, right? Not sports. Sports. Trying to remember. Sports. Yeah. Okay. Go give Chris a follow. Uh, also follow the Land Grant Gauntlet site. He'll be uh, tweeting about Big 12 games all weekend. Uh, follow Daniel at Danner. B7 on Twitter. Uh, if you, uh, you know, they, he talks about the Slack chat that they talk about lines in. If you're interested in that, uh, go give him a follow. Hit him up at the DMs. Ask for an invite. I bet you he might just give you one. He's a nice guy like that. So do all that. Enjoy the games this weekend. We'll be back on Monday morning with Jamie and Andy to recap everything that happened. And hopefully I will be able to gloat about a nice weekend. Uh, so enjoy the games on Saturday. We'll talk to you all again then. Sports Social Podcast Network.